This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hockey fans, join the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast, James Naveau and me, Jay Zawoski, February 24th at the Allstate Arena for our annual Chicago Wolves outing. $20 gets you tickets to the game, free parking, a free hot dog, a free soda, a Madhouse Podcast t-shirt, Wolves gear, and a pregame meet and greet with Chicago Wolves brass. Visit madhousepod.com slash events and click the image for the link to buy tickets. That's 20 bucks for a ticket, free parking, free hot dog, free soda, Madhouse Podcast t-shirt, Wolves gear, and a pregame meet and greet. Come join us and the Chicago Wolves on February 24th at the Allstate Arena, madhousepod.com slash events for tickets. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's in Crest Hill, Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois, and by Michael Elwood of Remax First Service. Here are your hosts, NBC Chicago's James Naveau and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Let's drop the puck. Welcome in, everybody, to a sad and somber edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show. My name is James Naveau from NBC5 Chicago, and I'm coming to you tonight after the Blackhawks' seven-game winning streak was finally snapped in a 6-3 defeat at the hands of the Boston Bruins. The Blackhawks had the lead early in the game, ended up coughing up four straight goals in the middle parts of the contest, and couldn't quite make it back as their winning streak comes to an end. It was a interesting night at the office to say the least for the Blackhawks. They looked really good at times, looked really uh, sketchy at others. We're going to get into all of that here on the postgame show. There is no Jay Zawoski to kind of lighten the load here and to bring you down even further. I'm instead going to be here to try to talk positively as much as I can about the uh, end of a, a winning streak here. So to start with, we're going to go ahead and we're going to kind of recap the game for those of you who weren't able to uh, listen to it on the radio with the incredible John Wideman or to watch it on television as Pat Foley, quite loud and vocal tonight, by the way, Pat Foley, uh, in describing the action. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to do a really quick recap here for you. Blackhawks got out to an early lead about four minutes into the game. Alex DeBrincat scored yet another goal, his 29th of the season, about four minutes into the contest to give the Blackhawks the lead. And then from there, the Boston Bruins really started to kind of pour it on. David Krejci had a power play goal to tie things up. Brad Marchand scored a goal to give them a 3-1 lead at the end of the first period. Jake DeBrus scored a goal to make it 4-1. 
basically it was all Bruins this, the last part of the first period and then throughout most of the second period. Duncan Keith and Eric Gustafson were able to score some goals there at the end of the second and the beginning of the third to make it a little bit more of a game. But then Boston poured the you know gasoline on the fire yet again, were able to get that offense going. Peter Solaric was able to uh, score a power play goal about seven minutes into the third period. That was pretty much all she wrote after that. David Krejci added another goal later on in the game in case the Blackhawks had any illusions of getting back into that one. So unfortunately for the Hawks, they did fall in the game. They are seeing some of their uh, rivals in the Western Conference playoff race are also winning tonight. St. Louis had a big lead uh, in the game. Just not not a great night for the Blackhawks' playoff chances, unfortunately. But we're not here to talk about the bad right now. Instead, we're going to go ahead. We're going to focus on a couple of good things that happened uh, in the game tonight. And the first thing I think that we need to really focus on is just the resiliency with which the Blackhawks were playing in this game. Obviously, they did have an early lead, but then they gave up four straight goals to the Bruins. They didn't seem to give up, though. Even though Boston, I think, dominated a lot of the play tonight, the Blackhawks were able to kind of scratch and claw their way back into it. I liked the goal that Duncan Keith scored. Really liked the goal Eric Gustafson scored early in the third period to give them a... 4-3 deficit to try to overcome. Yeah, they didn't end up winning, and Boston did get a couple of easy goals late in the game to kind of ice it, but I really did like the way the Blackhawks continued to kind of fight back, and it really did show that I think they've learned uh, under Jeremy Colladin just how good winning does feel. Like, they were tired of getting their brains kicked in, whatever you want to call it. They went out tonight, and they did try their darndest not to let that winning streak end, even when they had a three-goal deficit on the road against a Bruins team that can be very tough to play in Boston. Unfortunately, wasn't enough, but still really good to see. I also did like the way the Blackhawks' defense uh, certainly activated in the later stages of that game. Obviously, they gave up some really easy scoring chances, a couple of tap-in goals there late in the contest. But I thought they're off- offensively, I thought that the defense looked really good. Duncan Keith had a goal and an assist tonight. He was a plus three on the score sheet. Eric Gustafson, as I said, did have a goal. There were plenty of offensive opportunities created by the defensemen of the Blackhawks in that game. And even though they were not able to come out on top on the score sheet, it was another good kind of indication of the system that Jeremy Colladin has kind of put into place. The defensive players on this team are being expected to come up with these offensive uh, possessions and kind of drive the puck up the ice. And they were able to do that a lot tonight. And yeah, they did give up some odd man rushes. And Boston does have the speed necessary to kind of counter that kind of attack. But some of the teams that the Blackhawks are going to be playing in the coming weeks, I think, are going to be kind of susceptible to the way that the Blackhawks uh, play with the puck moving from their uh, blue line forward. So I think that that's going to be something to keep an eye on and something that I think it was good to see the Blackhawks once again kind of be able to execute in this game. Unfortunately, we do have to talk at least a little bit about the uh, bad uh, parts of this game for the Blackhawks, and I think we do need to start with the defense. Looked very porous, and the the Bruins really did pour it on probably the last like 45 minutes of the game or so. There were some stretches where the Blackhawks were able to uh, get some opportunities going thanks to the defense, as I already described, but 
the Bruins just have such a good transition game, and they are able to capitalize on a lot of mistakes. The Blackhawks gave them plenty of power play opportunities tonight when they were on, when they were short a man, and the Bruins really are able to move the puck really well. And it's just it's a credit to guys like Brad Marchand and David Krejci who are both still able to do that for Boston. And I know that. They're, I think, going to be one of the more active teams at the trade deadline. I wouldn't be surprised to see them go out and make a move and pick up somebody like an Artemi Panarin or somebody of that kind of comparative skill level. I think the Bruins are really going to be trying to look to get into that upper echelon of the Eastern Conference with Toronto and Tampa Bay and teams like that. I think that the Bruins do have a chance to do that as long as they're able to kind of go out on the trade market and go get a player like an Artemi Panarin just to kind of bolster that offense a little bit maybe they'll try to add on the blue line a little bit but I think that if they can add a dynamic score they could be a really dangerous team come April and May so credit to the Bruins but the Blackhawks looked like they were playing on their heels a lot in the last like 45 minutes or so of that game so definitely have to put that under the bad category also wasn't overly impressed tonight with Colin Delia I know he's been having a couple of really loose games lately where he's been giving up a decent amount of goals Gave up six more tonight, and I know that there were a lot of really high-quality chances for Boston, so you can't really fault him a lot for some of the goals that he gave up, but still, when you give up six goals, like that's just that's not good enough at the end of the day, and I know Colin Delia probably wants at least a couple of those back, and I think that if Corey Crawford does come back in the next few days or week or two weeks or whatever the timeline ends up being... I think that Calendelia is going to benefit from going back to Rockford and getting his head right a little bit. I know that I mentioned on the full uh, podcast that we did yesterday that it didn't feel right that Calendelia was going to get sent down with the way that he's played overall this season, looking at the full body of his work. But I, I do think that he could benefit from it. And you know what? Life and hockey, they're just not fair, my friends. The three stars of the game are brought to you by our star real estate broker, Michael Elwood of REMAX First Service, serving all your real estate needs in the Chicagoland area, 708-675-1600. Now that we've gone through the good and the bad, we're going to go ahead and get to the three stars of this game, and that, as always, is brought to you by your Remax First Service Super Agent Extraordinaire, Michael Elwood. He was out at our event the other day at Rabid Brewing. It was great to kind of catch up and talk some Blackhawks with him. He's also going to be at our Chicago Wolves event later on this month. If you need any help buying real estate in the Orland Park, the Homewood, the Tinley Park area, any of those places, you absolutely owe it to yourself to get in contact with Michael Elwood. His name and his likeness are plastered all over the internet. Really easy to find him and a really nice guy to deal with too. Would highly recommend him for any service that you need in the real estate biz. All right, third star of the game, I'm going to go ahead and give to Patrick Kane. Had his 15th straight game with a point tonight. He also made a little bit of Blackhawks history tonight. It was his 14th straight game that he registered an assist. That ties a Blackhawks team record. He tied some dude named Stan Makita. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him, but apparently he was kind of a big deal. And Patrick Kane did tie his team record tonight. Could potentially set the new record on Thursday night when the Blackhawks welcomed the New Jersey Devils to the United Center. 
give you something to watch that evening. My second star tonight, I'm going to give to Dominic Cahoon a day after, or game after, excuse me. He scored two goals, had two assists tonight against the Bruins, continued his really strong play along with Alex Dabrinkit and Dylan Strom. Really liking what Dominic Cahoon is bringing to the ice right now, bringing a lot of speed, a lot of intensity. That line is one that you're really going to want to keep an eye on moving forward as kind of the rest of this season plays out. And your first star of the game tonight for the Blackhawks is defenseman Duncan Keith, who had a goal and an assist in the game, was a plus three on the plus-minus sheet, as I mentioned earlier. Also had three block shots in the game, so a really solid night at the office for uh, number two in white. Unfortunately, it did not come in a winning effort for the Blackhawks, but liked what Duncan Keith kind of brought to the mix tonight. And by the way, just wanted to uh, mention this to you guys. Uh, Tracy Myers did an interesting interview with Stan Bowman, uh, the GM of the Blackhawks, and he would not get into reports that Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook have been asked to waive their no trade clauses. So read into that what you will, guys. There's still, I guess, a small possibility that Duncan Keith or Brent Seabrook could potentially get moved at the trade deadline. I still don't think it's going to happen. I think that there's too many parts to that that would have to end up coming together between Duncan Keith waving his no-movement clause, Stan Bowman actually finding a team willing to take on a $5.5 million cap hit for each of the next four seasons. Whatever excuse, whatever like reasoning you want to use for why Duncan Keith will probably end up staying in a Blackhawks uniform beyond this season I think that you basically can take your pick. I don't foresee a scenario in which he gets moved, but I thought it was interesting that Stan Bowman didn't just completely slam the door on the idea of Duncan Keith getting moved to a contender at the trade deadline. That's about going to do it for our recap of the game for what's coming next for the Blackhawks. They do have a three-game homestand coming up. They do have some winnable games, so if you're still harboring ideas that the Blackhawks could potentially make a little bit of noise in the Western Conference, I mean, this is going to be the time to do it. They've got the New Jersey Devils coming in on Thursday to the United Center, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Will they still have Artemi Panarin and Sergei Bobrovsky? On Saturday, they come to the UC for their one visit of the year. And then Monday, the absolutely atrocious Ottawa Senators, who, by the way, trying to re-sign Matt Duchesne. We'll see how that goes for Ottawa. They will be in on Monday. So a three-game homestand coming up for the Blackhawks, and then they head up to the Motor City for a rematch with the Detroit Red Wings. That is going to do it for this edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show, which has been brought to you as always, by our wonderful group of sponsors. That includes Triple Threat Sports for all your team outfitting needs. Give Chris a call. He will hook you up with anything that you need for softball, baseball, hockey, whatever. Call Triple Threat Sports. They are awesome. Also by Marishka's, family-owned and operated since 1933 with the best poor boys on the face of the planet. And then if you want to have a great beer selection or some great jambalaya, you can always check out, check out, check out, ha! You can check out our friends Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe. They've got locations in Burbank and Darien. They will give you the hookup with 120 different types of beers. You can get your little punch card action going. I need to start filling mine out again. I've been slacking 
really bad. Need to get back up there. Of course, our friends at Rabid Brewing, mythological level craft ales and beers and ciders, and they've got empanadas and board games and all sorts of good stuff. If you go check them out in Homewood, I would highly recommend it. We're already talking to them about doing an event potentially this summer. They've got a lot of outdoorsy space that we could potentially utilize, so absolutely go check them out and then one more shout out to our good friend michael elwood who will get you hooked up with all the real estate needs that you have in the chicagoland area once again this has been the madhouse chicago hockey podcast post game show and i have been james navo from nbc5 we will talk to you again thursday gonna get you a full-length podcast probably sunday monday somewhere in that ballpark We don't know, but what we will guarantee you is that you are going to want to stay tuned to us because we will give you the very best in Blackhawks coverage. Have a great night, guys, and stay safe out there on the roads. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price, just $25 a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.